0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't know so and welcome back to another dope episode of sports with so so coming to you live y'all this week we got a jam-packed show we're talking dolphins heat panthers and hurricanes man it's time to take a ride y'all let's go What it do play boy? Oh man, you know, over here struggling, bro. How you, DJ Joe? I, mean, I
1: got too many hats that I'm wearing in this particular case. Speaking of hats, your hat is pretty nice, by hey, the way. Shout out to uh, what is it, CNR Law? <laughs> what is it? <laughs>
0: yeah, I forget, it is that brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, so not much, brother. Uh, still kind of reeling up. from this Dolphins loss. Um, not a hundred percent happy with how it turned out, but. It is what it is. More importantly, we know that Tua is okay. We got some big news about him today. And um, it's good news, but for him personally, not the greatest news for Dolphins fans. And it came out today that Tua is going to miss week number five, I guess, or week number six against the Jets. He's missing the next game. that will be week five. Week five uh, with the concussion. Lots to talk about it when it comes to that. Um, the doctor who ultimately cleared him got fired. We Damn, are, we going to jump right into this? Because it sounds like it. you're just kind of going straight into it.
1: on every Dolphins tangent possible. You, you know why? <laughs> go- I want
0: to go straight into the tool stuff because everything else we talked about is on OnlyFans. So they can go check that out, and um, that's that's so what I was gonna say. I mean, see you, you we were, talked about the game. You but. were
1: missing your duty, you know, <laughs> as podcast hosts and telling everybody that nah, OnlyFans nah, nah. is available. There's right a now. there's a Dolphins post game show in town, hosted by this program right here, and uh, people people are liking it, man. And We got some really good feedback on it. Um, so make sure you get on that train now. We're gonna be doing every every game uh throughout the whole season so uh we got a few up already the dolphins take a break this week you know we didn't have anybody uh on sunday because we had that short week on thursday so if you need your fix or you need your dolphins dose go ahead and check that out um and we got another one coming at you this sunday after we we beat the jets i'm gonna just all go ahead go ahead and say that right now um but yes we we are without tua
0: well um, the, i don't know if we're gonna uh, yeah we're gonna beat the jets they, they they trash and uh but they look good right they look past right. weekend, they look all right. They got, They've had two comebacks, you know. One of them was got, kind of a fluke. And they got their quarterback, uh, Zach Wilson, back. So Yeah, yeah, doing the gritty
1: out there and shit.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Shout out to Braxton Berrios for throwing that touchdown I pass. I a touchdown by a hurricane. But let's jump into this Tua stuff, man. Like, we have to clear up a lot of shit because there was so much hearsay, controversies, this, that, and the other or, or surrounding the whole situation, you know. Um, first things first, Tua's Okay. Right? We know that to be a fact. <laughs> um, second thing we, that we know is that the the process, the way that the Miami Dolphins and the coaching staff went about handling the concussion protocol, whatever it was that he was in, was done correctly. You know, a lot of people were giving shit to McDaniel for oh, how could you have him out there? Tua shouldn't have been out there, blah 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 blah. Everything checked out okay. So everybody told the dolphins or the independent doctor who ultimately got fired, told them, hey, everything's fine. You guys can play them. You guys can play them. Are you sure? Yeah, we're sure. You're good. You're good. You're good. So this is not the Dolphins organization clearing tool. You know what I mean? And a lot of those memes were like, oh, the the Dolphins doctor said this. The Dolphins doctor said that. And that wasn't the case. It's an independent consultant that takes care of this type of protocol. So the Dolphins or the Bills or any other team in the NFL have zero say. Once that guy says hey it's okay it's okay for two to play and it's up to two.
1: Yeah, but I think the argument. <clears throat> and remember, we talked when we talked about this. Everything was so fresh. You know, we had just, right. the game just happened. We had just lost. You know, that's when we, you know, we all got to talk about it. Um, but a lot has transpired since that day, and you know, a, a lot of stuff is hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Always. So you know, the biggest argument uh, right now is that McDaniel's should have made that executive decision as the head coach to say, you know what, even though this independent doctor is saying you're good to play, I'm going to put my foot down and say you're okay to sit out this game, take an extra week off, and yeah, you know, that maybe that should have been the right decision, you know, just to kind of sit two out completely on a short week like that early on in the season, but to your point, if he's being cleared, if there is a protocol in place to protect the players and he is passing the protocol and he is willing and able, meaning he's cognizant, he knows what he's doing, he's consenting, it, it, it just, it, what it comes down to is the fact that there was just another bad incident in two back-to-back games within right. five days. Right. So it's, it's a matter of, you know. It looks way worse than what it really is, right? Yeah, which means somebody had to get fired, which makes sense why that independent doctor or whatever got fired right away. Makes sense. But I'm wondering what else is going to come
0: the Dolphins' way. I mean, what else could come their way, right? Like, and, and just to play devil's advocate, let's say McDaniel says, yeah, you know what, too? I'm going to put my foot down. I don't want to play you. What what's the narrative gonna be around that oh he doesn't have the confidence in Tua oh look how fragile Tua is look how this this and that and all these other negative things would have popped up because of that nobody really would have stood up and applauded him to say hey yeah you're doing the right thing no somebody would have been looking at it like ah you're messing up your team your chemistry the doctor cleared him why don't you play him there's always that flip of the coin and it kind of sucks because hindsight is 2020 in these type of situations but Tua ultimately wanted to play the coaching staff felt good about him playing and Tua, for everything that he showed up until that hit where it was a vicious hit and he probably got ragged on then there should be some type of fine because he was slammed right the dude was okay he was fine yeah some questionable decision making but he's always about that right But other than that, there was no other signs that any doctor, anybody can point to and say, oh, he looked a little out of it on the sideline or something like that. Not at all. Not in my opinion.
1: Well, I mean, everybody's an expert. Just reach out to anybody on Instagram and everybody knows everything about head injuries. And that's the thing. Everybody's like, come on, man. You know, for a fact that he had a concussion in that first game. It's like. You know, initially, yeah, my, my reaction was yes, like, oh shit, he doesn't look good the way that his knees buckled and he right. kind of fell to the ground. But then you look back at that, the this, the what led to that, and it's like, man, that wasn't hard enough of a hit to really rattle him. So then now that he said that they try to play off back spasms or leg, you know, legs weak because of something else, it's like possibly okay, possibly. But if again we have protocols in place, right? But now the other messed up thing is that. Those protocols are changing, so. Yeah. It's not I saying mean, that it, it's the, there's a bunch of tool rules going into effect now because of this situation.
0: Well, and again, it, it, it makes Tua and the Miami Dolphins kind of like the, the scapegoat in this matter because they really did nothing wrong, you know what I'm saying? But they're going to get the negative press. They're going to get the negative views. They're going to have the fans or the people who come out and say X, Y, Z about the Dolphins and McDaniels and Tua. And ultimately, that shit would have happened if it wasn't Tua. If it was another quarterback, Josh Allen, Rogers, anybody, Burrow, anybody, you name it. I don't think it would have been that big of a deal because that fragile tag or whatever that they put on tool when he came out of college is never going to leave him. So now anything that happens is going to be, no, he's fragile. You have to take extra care of him. You can't let him play if his hip hurts or if it says his knee hurts or something like that. Like, no, dude, like that's something different. And it just sucks. Right. Because now it's. Another week or so of hearing all this shit, he's going to miss the game against the Jets. When we play on Sunday, I guarantee you, you can bet whatever you want, that the announcers are going to mention his injury at least 10 times. At least 10 times. And it's always going to be... That negative um, energy surrounding the Dolphins, even though right now everything we have happening with the organization and everything happening on the football field is extremely positive. Right. Three and one beat two tough teams in the AFC East, number who are one. play of playoff teams, number one in the AFC in the AFC, like you said, and we just lost a tight game on Thursday night, short week with a backup quarterback to, to
1: the team that was just in the
0: Super Bowl. And Owen oh, and, and fighting to fight uh, against Owen oh, 3 against the Jets team, you know. And I'm pretty sure, like you, you and I just said, we're we're going to whoop on the Jets. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to go out there and look good. We're going to rely on the running game, right? Um Mozart looked like he was turning it up that Bengals game. And I would really like to see that guy continue to get those carries and see that dynamic like you and I talked about where we get uh Chase and Mozart going over and over again. Help Teddy out a little bit, right? No,
1: now, now we absolutely have to. I mean, I don't. We've talked about it again, you know, on OnlyFans. We can't sustain forty, fifty pass attempts with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, it's nah, it's, it's not even truly sustainable with even with Tula. Like we shouldn't be doing that because we're gonna put him in situations that he can't get himself out of and all that stuff, right? But eh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to start running the ball, man, and we're gonna have to develop. Uh, a an offensive run game identity because we don't have sure. one yet. We're a pass-heavy offense right now.
0: And look, just to just to kind of wrap it up with Tua, right? Like, what was one of the main things that he got burned for in college? Holding on to the ball too long. Trying to make something happen. Holding on. Looking too far. Looking too far down. Instead of getting rid of it. Instead of getting re- resetting for the next play or whatever. Taking stupid sacks and trying to get rid of it. Those are things that are to his de- detriment. And he held on to that ball. Way longer than he should have. You and I both know him. If you go and look back at the tape, you can clearly see Tua should have got rid of the ball. Why didn't he? And that's how far of his because he's, he has to know he can't take those hits. And now we we go into this next game with our, our real key for our offense. Because, yeah, the running game can get going. The offensive line is playing great, right? Our two wide receivers are killing it in the NFL. But the person who makes that offense go is Tua. And, and this is coming from a person who had his doubts about Tua, right? But everything that he's shown this year is like, yeah, the offense can move uh, under him. The offense can win games because of him. He can make deep throws. Can he make stupid mistakes? Hell yeah, he can make stupid mistakes. Any quarterback can. But the difference is, can he come back and make a better throw after that? And he's proven that in those four games. I don't know, man. It, 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 this Teddy thing is, is short, you know, it should be short-lived. Two games, max, maybe three?
1: That's the other question I was going to ask you was, you know, he's not playing this Sunday, so, you know, this Thursday will be a week. The following Thursday prior to Sunday, you know, the following Sunday game would be two weeks. He'll have, like, 17 days before he plays. Do you think he plays, you know, in this matchup after the Jets, or do we
0: hold him out a couple more weeks? If, If we beat the Jets, right, and Teddy looks good, no reason to play that guy the next game. No reason. Because then that means that Teddy's comfortable, right? And we can rely on him for a road game. At that point, we'll be four and one, right? Four and one inside the AFC. So this road game against the NFC Minnesota Vikings is not going to matter that much. Obviously, we want to win it, and we're trying to win every game that we can. But it, it's not life or death that game, right? So maybe we throw Teddy back out there, and then when we come back home, we'll bring uh two back. By then, he'll have enough time, new reps, and probably can scout the defense and stuff like that just to see what else is happening with the Dolphins. But I'm super confident about him. You know, I'm super confident about him coming back. I don't think it'll be that immediate game. I I feel like he's going to miss minimum two games. Minimum two games. And if we beat the Vikings and we're sitting at 5-1, and to have Tua come back and lead us the rest of the way, that shit should be scary for the rest of the AFC. All
1: right. And then, obviously, you know me, dog. I got to play the devil's advocate. So (laughs) what happens then if... We go into Jersey and we lose to these Jets and then go on the road again and we lose to the Vikings. And now we went from 3-0 and to 3-3. and What happens
0: then? That just means that everybody's going to realize how important Tua is to this team. And for all the naysayers and all the people who are like, oh, but you can't win with Tua and he's not the guy and blah, blah, blah. He proved it. He proved it this year. He just went 3-1. and 3-0, and oh, fuck it. Because he, you know, we didn't get to see him finish that game. He went three and zero against teams that we have hard times beating, and nobody gave us a chance against. Literally nobody, because every single week, every expert, every single analyst, anybody you saw on NFL Network, ESPN, whatever, all of them were picking against the Dolphins. And Tua won those games. He won both of those games for us. But just, the Patriots game was ugly, but he won that game. Uh, the game on the road against the Baltimore Ravens, he won that game. Against the Bills, he won that game. He made that throw to Waddle where Chase can run it in from the inside the ten. So, and now the one game that we lose, he gets knocked out early. Coincidence? Maybe not. And if we lose games without him there leading the team and Teddy looks bad, then you're just going to be able to tell how big the gap is between Tua and Teddy. Because there were a lot of people saying that Teddy was going to take snaps from him straight up. Like you know who our boy Vic. Oh no, Teddy might just steal away some snaps if Tua's fully healthy. Yeah, right. No way. Can he? Can can he come in and substitute? No doubt, he's a professional. Is he better than Tua? Nah, nah. Not for this offense. I don't think so. And now with the report that he has going on with Hill and Water, no way, no way. We're gonna, fantasy owners. If you got Gasecki, you're about to be real happy. Because Teddy's going to try to find them every single play. And the next person down the line is going to be, obviously, Tyreek Hill. But even still, we saw on Thursday Teddy's questionable judgment at times when it comes to throwing the ball. You know, people kill Tua for that. Are they going to kill Teddy for that? We'll find out. You know, we'll find out.
1: Yeah, well, one thing's for sure. The defense is good enough to win his games absolutely so now it's just a matter of teddy just needs to do the bare minimum and not give the game away like that pick at the end of the game you know on sunday when he was driving to to win the game for us that right there can cost us the game defense go out does their job get us a ball and a quick turnover a bad decision or whatever and it's like damn nah, defense is back out there and having to go through it so um yeah we we defense it's going to help us out, but we just need Teddy, Teddy and Gang, and McDaniel's. I mean, this whole, this whole, this is going to be a big, big tester for McDaniel's. Right, here. It's like, oh, hey, you don't have to, or you don't have your QB one. You have Teddy, who you have now. You know, it's going to be ten days or so that he's going to have. You know, before the next game to get ready, get steps in with the with the first team. But, um, you know, he he he's facing an uphill battle, man. It's a, you know it, they might be able to. Um, do some stuff early on, but it's a matter of can Teddy go the full four quarters, you know, and and he has had a pretty good career, you know, what he's been able to do this last game. He looked good up until he threw that pick. Right. He wins the game. We're having a whole different conversation. Absolutely. We're feeling a lot more confident. Um, But it is a division rival in the Jets. We're yes, on sir. the road. We're without Tua. There's a lot of you know, clouds around the organization right now and stuff, you know, as far as what's going to happen. So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I know the Jets are sorry, though, so I I got my money on
0: on the Dolphins. If he is the type of coach that we have seen him to be, then I think that he can do a good job of refocusing the team and saying, all right, guys, this shit happened. Let's get past it. Tool's not here. Everybody knows it. The world knows it. Now we're on to week five. Let's go to work. And if he can have that that type of mindset instilled into the team, then they'll perform on Sunday and ultimately beat the Jets. Because one thing that you and I noticed, Tua went out the game, the amount of running plays (laughs) went through that spike where we usually don't run the ball as much. And we ran the ball way more. And it's not because we don't trust Teddy. It's just that we know that we have to rely more on the running game to balance ourselves out if we don't have QB1 there. So... Let's see. Hopefully that running game continues. I got the Dolphins winning 30 to 20.
1: Mm. I got the Dolphins winning 21-10. All
0: right. All right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. What a
1: defensive touchdown.
0: Okay. Who scores a rushing touchdown? Teddy, Moser or Chase?
1: Oh, I'm going to say we get down to the goal line with Tyreek, and then Mostert punches it in. Ah.
0: Interesting. I'm going to say Teddy does like a QB sneak type shit. I can see that happening too. I can see. He's a big body dog. That's, that's, one thing, thing
1: there. that's one thing I think Teddy might have over Tua is his ability to still be able to run. He's not the fastest guy. Right. But he still has some sort of mobility and yeah. he can scramble. Look, so He got
0: away from two sacks. You know, re- turned around, hit a spin move on a guy and actually outran a linebacker. We, we, we can trust Teddy. He just has to do a better job of being prepared. Obviously, it was really hard to come into a game with that type of emotion, right? After seeing your guy go down and perform. But all things considered, he did a good job. Now he has, he had over 10 days or is he going to have over 10 days to prepare for the Jets? Who is not a defensive juggernaut or anything like that? We should be able to perform with Teddy at the helm. So let's see what happens. Um, It's almost time, bro. It's almost time for our favorite word.
1: Or words Mm, You
0: mean phrase Phrase One of our favorite phrases One
1: of our coined phrases Mm. One of our Trademark trademark Phrases Yeah This one This is the one we're on Yeah There it is Um, Pizza manata Pizza I can't wait, baby. Heat training camp is officially over, I think, right? And the preseason is pretty much underway. Uh, By the time you're hearing this, preseason has already started in the NBA.
0: Yes, sir. The Heat are going to have, I think, four preseason games. None of them that important. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, what it is. The season officially starts for the Miami Heat on October 19th, which is a Wednesday, and we're going to be playing at home against the Chicago Bulls. We have a four-game homestand, awkwardly enough, we're gonna be playing the Bulls, uh the Celtics, and the Raptors twice at home. Back to back, kind of strange. Saturday and Monday. Mm. Weird. NBA is weird like that, bro. Oh, when it's it comes all pre-season to travel, though, right? No, this is a regular oh, season. Regular that was, season was the first already. four games. Wow, that's weird. Four straight home games. Weird to start, but I like it. Hey, you know, and um there's a lot of I don't want to say questions, but uncertainties, right? When it comes to this heat team. We didn't see a lot of movement when it came to the roster.
1: Man, we haven't talked Heat in a while. It's
0: been a minute. It's and been a r- real long time since we've talked And mostly the only thing that's really been happening in Heat world, right, is who's going to play the four, Yeah. And, right? And what type of combination are we going to try to find to play that power forward, right? And it came out as the training camp started, you know, that Yurtz was playing a lot of the five next to Bam at the four, you know, and yours wasn't a lot of rotations, a lot of rotations. Obviously, right, uh, the disciple of Riley, Coach Spo is not going to give away anything. But it's kind of interesting to me that he recognizes or they recognize that we need a big man next to Bam to kind of unlock him on offense and defense of responsibilities that maybe hold him back from being able to produce more in the scoring range, right? Another thing that came out of, uh, preseason or training camp, right. That I'm looking forward to watching on preseason is Oladipo, you know, a lot of, a lot of conversations about Oladipo looking really good, really healthy, uh, explosive, um, is a word I saw to describe his play and his ability to jump again, which is kind of, I'm excited, right. But I, I feel like I got to take it with a grain of salt because of his injury, you know, and, 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 whether or not he's going to be able to sustain that for a full year, you know, a full season, not to say that we're relying on him, but if Oladipo comes in and gives you 20 minutes a game as a high volume scorer, a guy who can create offense can play really good defense, possibly close out games for you in the fourth quarter, then shit. That's almost like getting, getting a free agent, right? Because we haven't gotten that type of production from Oladipo and we know that he can provide, that he has that history of being a baller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then the last thing, which obviously is the hot thing to talk about, is Tyler Hero. There was a lot of, you know, talk about him being dealt in the Kevin Durant trade. Is he involved with this trade? How do the Heat view him? Do they value him? You know? And um I was listening to the Five on the Floor Network. Shout out to our boy Ethan and those guys. And... You know, it's strange that they they have kind of the same outtake that we do when it comes to Hero as fans, right? Which is like, we know he's a playmaker. We know he's a guy who can produce and put up points. But how much can you trust him defensively? And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I read about Tyler Hero this summer is that he was paying attention to all of it and just using that shit as motivation to say, Oh, you guys think I can't defend? Cool. Here's 15 pounds. 12 pounds boom! dog put on some weight oh you guys don't think i can shoot at a high clip like this cool check out check out these videos of me shooting 10 12 hours in the gym and dog he's been working in, in silence you know and for a guy who is that young that used to social media that i don't want to say flamboyant but out there outgoing you know what i mean for him to be so reserved now shows me that this dude has really been working on, on the low ski and not really buying into the hype of everything that's being said about him. And now that he reward him with a four-year, $130 million extension, this dude's going to be making over $30 million a year. I feel like Ty- Tyler Hero's about to blow up, and we're about to be on a bargain deal with this guy, dog. I mean, but...
1: Has he not already blown up, bro? Was he not just coming off Sixth Man of the Year? Right. Did he not just come off a season where he was averaging twenty points a game for the better half of the regular season, and then this is the issue? We get to the postseason. Where is Tyler Hero? Right. You're working on yourself, bro. Yeah, that's cool, bro. You're doing it in silence, the silence the hater. Yeah, that's cool. You made $130 million? Yeah, that's cool. But you don't got a ring, bro, and you haven't shown up mm. yet when it's mattered most of this franchise. So until you prove to me that that weight that you added on is going to make you a better defender, that you can shoot at a high clip consistently in the games that matter, not just the, the regular season games, all right, and take over. When you see guys like Jimmy and Bam not being able to do your part to take over, that's when I'm going to be a Tyler,
0: Healer, Tyler Hero believer again. I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to say I believe. I'm not a hyped-up guy or buying into the hype, but you're right. All those accolades that you said about him are true. He is that dude. We've seen him be that dude, so we know he can do it. Now he needs to realize that he needs to do it in the postseason to have it really be a... Uh, I don't want to say effective, but like standing out, you know, and make him show out because truth be told, the the person that we really need all that from is Bam. You know what I mean? And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, where Bam is probably being held back because he's doing so much defensively that it inhibits his ability to produce offensively. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody's like, damn, Bam should be scoring 20 points a game. Easy. 22 points a game. Easy. And it's true. If he has the off the time on offense and the plays ran for him, he can score. But it's going to take a lot out of him to do that at the five and go down the court and put up shots left and right, left and right. If Yurt can come in and play that five position, kind of like Whiteside did early like early in Bam's career, or who it didn't matter who was playing next next to Whiteside, they were going to be able to get rebounds because Whiteside is boxing out a guy or two and they're going to be able to get down the floor faster because Whiteside already grabbed it and gave it to the, to the point guard. We need a guy like that who can be that anchor defensively. I'm not saying go out there and get blocks. Just rebound. Be in the paint. Do the stuff that Bam does. That way we can free up Bam, and he's our four. We don't need to go get a four. Bam's our four. And then we could play Jimmy there. And then if we have to go small ball, we can because we can add a guy like Oladipo to the lineup. A guy like Kyle Lowry to the lineup. You know, um, a lot of these guys, they said in their uh, preseason conferences that like, oh, you know, the shit that Riley said didn't get to me and blah, blah, blah. But everything that they're showing up, uh, showing up with for this season is straight a reflection of what Pat Riley said. Lowry lost weight, looks toned, looks in shape. Probably the best shape that he's been in in the last five years. When asked about it, nah, Riley's words didn't really get to me. Same thing with Oladipo. Comes in, looks super motivated. Every time he touches the ball, he's trying to dunk on somebody or or put up 20 points in a pickup game. What is it supposed uh Riley say? Now we need people to step up and people take accountability. and Hi, Hero. Oh, you know what? Damn, I'm not that scorer in the postseason. I need to go out there and work on my game. I'm going to put up shots. I'm going to get better. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Now, can it manifest itself onto the court? That's the shit that's going to matter. Because now that he really don't have a superstar outside of Jimmy, right? Jimmy is our superstar, the only one. And then we have a bunch of lower tier candidates for superstardom, right? Can they break out? Hero. Bam. And then we have the supporting cast, the Lowry, the Oladipo, the Yurtsevin, um, Duncan, he's still here, right? You guys forget about him. But those are the supporting roles, and we need those guys to do their job, to support the rest of those guys. And then like that, we don't really need a superstar, but can they do it? It's going to be tough this year. The East is loaded. I
1: mean, it's, t- it's tough because of the fact that we didn't really go out and make any changes. You know, a lot of a lot of free agent movements or speculation and, and all that, but we really re- retained the same core. And um, we saw what happened last year with this with this team, you know, so we saw times, you know, flashes where they played really well. And it was like, man, these guys can make a run for the championship. And then while we were making that run for the championship, we were looking like, did we even deserve to be here in the first place? I mean, that that Celtic series, man, we did not look like the Miami Heat that we saw all year. And that's the concern right there, man. You know, is are we going to have. Uh, you know, are are we going to look good in the beginning and then falter at the end, or are we going to struggle at the beginning of this season and look better and at pick, the it, end? pick it up and then figure out our, our identity. I think we already have an identity. I think you kind of you True. nailed it. You know, with the fact that Jimmy is our superstar and everybody else is pretty much supporting cast. We we, we were last season when we were doing this show. You know, we were expecting Band to elevate into that. You know, uh, with an injury that kind of came around, and then the fact of how we went out, you know, we we wouldn't classify him as superstar status, but, you know, he definitely is our our number two most valuable player, just in the fact that he covers every position on the floor, how athletic the guy is. Do we want more offense from him when we need him to contribute offensively? Absolutely. We want him to be that, you know, 20 and 10, 20 and 15, you know, guy every night. Um, and then as far as Lowry, man, Lowry, I think Lowry has some of the biggest expectations because we've seen what, you know, what Jimmy can do. We know what Bam can do. We know what Hero can do. You know, I I know what Hero and those guys can do. The biggest question mark still for me is Lowry because he came here, you know, he's a a former champion, you know, tenured with the the Raptors, um, leader, veteran, you know, locker room guy, good relationship with, with Jimmy, but. Frankly, it was very underwhelming. His every year performance that we saw last year, maybe he had one or two good games last year. And that's talking and that's about postseason and everything. Right. And it's like, you know, for a guy that's supposed to be, you know, our, our point guard, literally running point for us out there and, and like controlling the game kind of like a Chris Paul does. Right. We were expecting that from Lowry. So I really, I'm expecting, you know, I think the biggest improvement is going to be from Shane Lowry.
0: Yeah, uh, Kyle Lowry, but for sure. (laughs) No, but for sure. Kyle. And you know why? Because of the dollar sign attached to it, right? Like if you look at the rest of the deals, we've gotten our money's worth. We've gotten our money's worth with Bam's extension. We're probably going to get our money's worth with Hero's extension. We got our money's worth with Duncan, right? Because now he's a tradable asset at any single point for a big star. We gave Jimmy a bunch of money. He's worth every single penny. We got Victor Oladipo on the cheap. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of Struz on the cheap, a bunch of guys on the cheap. So, like, all of those guys have met their quote-unquote quota. The only one not really delivering on what they're making is Lowry. And at least I feel like he's taking it serious this year because he knows that if he doesn't take it and if he doesn't start to play well, he can damn well be out of here by the time this, the All-Star break comes around and the trade season opens. Why? Because nobody's going to want, uh, you know, the Heat are not going to stay with this guy struggling, being overweight, ball, uh, turning over the ball, not shooting, not putting up points, and holding on to that type of contract for an entire season. I don't think they'll do it.
1: No, and you know? and also this past season, I know Lowry had some personal issues True. that kept him out of a lot of games, and that True. was the reason. I, I really, you know, that could have... Played into it, you know. Maybe his mind wasn't on basketball; wasn't a priority. It was just kind of mail it in kind of year. If that was the case, you know, he's he's gonna be a, he's a professional, and at the end of the day, he's never gonna say something like that. But just thinking about human nature, your head's not in the right place. You have all these personal issues. You're not playing every game. You know, your head's not there. So hopefully, that's been resolved. I don't know what the issue might have been or whatever, but hopefully, all that's taken care of, and he's fully committed and, and fully uh, focused on the season, man. Because we need him, man. Cal Cal has the potential to to take, you know. To to take our team to the finals
0: bro and next level type point guard man to be y- honest y- yeah man and when we, he's on we need to see that from you know absolutely when when he's on he's a next level point guard like honestly one of the greats but he needs to be available in order for him to do that he needs to be really available in body, and clear headed uh in shape ready to go full 82 game season um, and it's cool. Season starts, like I said, October 19th against the Bulls, four game homestand real quick. And, uh, tomorrow or Tuesday, when you guys are listening to this, you're going to be able to watch the Miami Heat play the Minnesota Timberwolves at seven thirty. sun sports.
1: Let's get it. A little preseason action for the Pesa mañana.
0: Yes, sir. And, uh, let's get into the Panthers, bro, because they just wrapped up their preseason or are getting ready to wrap up the preseason and head into the season opener next week, the 13th um on the road against the new york islanders but man this panthers team made some moves in the offseason um definitely are gunning for a championship and anybody who is a panthers fan or has become a panthers fan like you and i right you have to be excited about where this team is heading and the moves that they made and what's really next for this team and the next tier of playoff success that they're trying to get into for me i you know, trading a guy like we did, uh I think it was Hornquist, right, that we traded? Y- Hubie. Hubido. Hubido. Uh a real important figure down here. <sighs> critical, critical, critical type of player for us. Obviously, at the heart of our attack, or at the heart of our defense, and at the heart of our team. How do you replace somebody like that? Um, even though the kid that we got for him is a stud and has been tearing it up this preseason. Legendary last name. Yes, sir. That's, That's all I remember. Yeah, LaFleur, man. Um no, Le, no uh Kachuk. Kachuk. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for the casual fan, right? For the hardcore Panthers fan, they're probably pissed off, right? Because you lose Hubie and now he's on another team. You know, what type of success are we going to have with this guy? Maybe
1: yeah. not, dog. Maybe not. Maybe like, you're tired like of to, it. You know what? I don't. We don't know enough hardcore Panthers, Panthers. fans. Yeah. But hit us up, though. Yeah, hit us up if you are and let us know if you're wrong. But, I mean, the way that Huber, though, I mean, don't get me wrong. Fantastic guy. Uh, leader. You know, he was our captain and all that stuff. Franchise player. Right. But he wasn't getting it done for us either. But two seasons in a row, that that his team, okay, if he is the leader on that team, his team, first year got swept, second year. Finally makes it, you know, swept advances, again. and then swept again in the next round, and it's like, you know what, dog? Maybe, maybe Huey don't got it in the
0: in the crunch time when You're we get most. Guy. He's not that guy, pal. you not that guy, pal. Sorry, I love uh, him, but sorry. Yeah, let's see, bro, you know, because at, at least the GM Zito is not married to anybody like he's not above improving the team at whatever cost and that type of shit is like super exciting for any single fan because ultimately what it does is it makes them realize like hey this guy is really trying to win a championship not win games not bring in fans not improve my my stadium or my hockey rink i'm trying to win a championship for this team and this city got to respect that you know um I really think that the moves are going to pl- pay off, right? We have a majority of our defense still intact. Our goalies are still intact. We have two great goalies. Adding a little bit more offense in Kachuk is not going to hurt, in my opinion, because that's where we struggled against the Lightning. We couldn't get anybody to score a power play goal. We went what over nineteen? I think it was like over it forty it was minutes, over thirty minutes. Awful. Yeah, historically bad type of fucking penalty performance, and we couldn't get not one. And ultimately, that's what led to their demise. That was our Achilles. So maybe we got a guy who can fix that, right? The defense stays solid. We have a guy who can punch it in or score the goal whenever we need it or whenever we have the advantage. Let's see, man, Panthers games this season, bro. We're going to be on fire. Like Mm -hmm. I said, they're on the road to start the season. Three straight road games. They're at New York, like I said. They're going to be in Buffalo, and then they're going to be in Boston before they come back the 19th. Same home game as the as the Miami Heat, and they're going to be playing the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, I'll be honest with you, so I'm going to be ahead.
1: honest with all the viewers out there. You know, I won't be fully committed to hockey or basketball season okay. until this football season is, is over. It's is pretty much done with because, you know, I, I mean, unless I mean, I don't want to speak into existence. That's the thing. So unless something drastic happens, which causes me to look for other Sheesh. outlets.
0: Then Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? And this is the good thing for us, right? That these two uh sports have really long seasons nhl season is pretty long nba season is pretty long oh, so yeah. we have enough time right to kind of just really focus on the dolphins and only fans make sure you guys are subscribed leaving a like uh hit that comment button you know what to do and um you know but the panthers will get themselves rolling maybe win a couple of games lose themselves uh, lose a couple of games find a good rhythm find a good lineup um same thing with the heat I don't expect them to come out firing, but with a lot of the guys coming back from last year, like, yeah, you should have that early advantage against other teams that are still acclimating to new players. Go out there and ball. You know, nothing's really changing. Go out there and ball. Um, Let's see, bro. Panthers season is going to be exciting. I, nah, I know nah, that we for gotta, sure. We got to go to the games now. For sure. Early on. For sure. So for sure, to, So we can scout
1: them out, see what we see, see what we like. You know what I mean? We got to get a little bit more in depth with these guys. Get the jerseys early
0: before they sell out. Mm,
1: yeah. <laughs> and before the guys get traded.
0: And before guys get traded. Yeah, that's very true. Um, man, you know, it's crazy. There's no trades in, the, in NCAA football. I knew football. you were going
1: to use that segue, but there is. I, that's why I'm going to have but this the t- transfer there's portal there's transfer, transfer
0: portal, baby. And then... And, um, Man, if the Dolphins, if the Canes could have made a trade, I don't know if they would have. I don't know, but um, you know, well, shout we had out to a bye week, had a bye week, so a didn't, very didn't, much needed bye week. Didn't right? lose this week. Oh, come on, man. Uh I feel like we were able to get some guys healthy, kind of settle down, right? Settle down a little bit you know, on the season. And it's like, all right, guys, these things happen. Um, here's where we at, And here's what we got ahead of us. We got ACC play and that's what we really care about. So let's push forward. Um, shout out to Mario Cristobal, you know, for coming out and defending TVD and reassuring all the Hurricane fans that he's going to be the starter to line up this Saturday against North Carolina, who's four and one. Um, but I, I'm still not. I'm not I'm not convinced, you know, because this team has shown flashes, but they've also shown a lot of bad habits. And I don't know how long it takes to clean up bad habits. Now, I don't mean that for Mario Cristobal. Cristobal is going to be here for this year, and he's going to be here for next year, and he's probably going to be here for the next year, following year after that, unless everything goes way left, and this guy ends up going 1-10 and the rest of the way, right? But all of that to say, I'm not, gonna be fully sold in or bought, bought bought in like I was earlier in the season right or preseason now I'm gonna take this wait and see approach I'm basically putting the hurricanes into the Marlins basket you guys are gonna have to show me something before I take you out of this basket I'm gonna put my shiny uh dolphins on the table I'm gonna put my shiny heat on the table I'm gonna put my shiny panthers on the table but the Marlins and the and the canes nah you guys are going in the basket and we're gonna put you right here to the side because they haven't done enough they haven't done enough and if mario Cristobal needs time no problem bro here's your two three years in the basket don't expect people to come out and sell out the stadium for you to play famu bc whatever if you guys aren't going to kick their ass don't expect that um now you're going to hear a lot of booze. if tyler van dyke doesn't play well that's going to suck You're going to hear people questioning your ability um, to coach these guys, whether you should have gone with Garcia or this, that, and the other. And I'm not saying that all these things are going to happen, right? But if they do happen, then it's not going to be a good look for Cristobal. You know, it's just not. He needs to go out there and have his team perform this weekend. They need to go out and look good while they beat a good team in the North Carolina Tar Heels.
1: Let me ask you this question, Soso. What's that, man? What is the North Carolina Tar Heels record right
0: now? 4-1, and 1-0 and in conference play. Who was that lost to, my boy? I think they lost to Middle Tennessee State. No way
1: they lost to Middle Tennessee. Get
0: out of here. No, no,
1: no. I got to look that up right now. No,
0: nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They lost to uh, North, Notre Dame.
1: With you, bro. Okay. All right. Well, Notre Dame, I guess. Notre aren't Dame. aren't, aren't look, Notre Dame ranked?
0: Yeah. they No, they, they. I don't think they're ranked anymore. No, they're not ranked. Um, they beat the crap out of a Virginia of Tech team that we're going to have to face, right? Um, you know, you can say that they were in a dogfight against Appalachia State, but let's be real. Appalachia State kind of lives for playing teams like that, right? Who are more known than them, bigger opponents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they've handled the team that they've had to handle. We haven't, you know, and it's crazy because their defense gives up a lot of yards and that's, and that's, you know, whatever that bodes well for the Hurricanes, but at the same time, their quarterback has outperformed our quarterback. So how confident do I feel in Tyler Van Dyke going into this game from a scale of one to 10? I'm probably at a six. Wow. Six. Because like I said, they need to show it, right? This guy had a lot of hype in front in front of him before the season started. I thought that he's good. I know that he's good. I know that he can play well, dog, like I've seen it in person. I've been there at games where Tyler Van Dyke is balling. So I know that he can do it. Granted, he doesn't have the same weapons as last year. I understand that. Uh, Restrepo's working his way back. He's, he's looking to be back for the FSU game, maybe a week before that, to get ready. Um, obviously, we need him, but there have been guys... Who have you know haven't got the ball to them thrown correctly, and yeah they've dropped some of the easy ones, but at the same time t v d hasn't made it you know dummy proof for them all the time, or at least on eighty percent of his throws, seventy percent of his throws against that middle Tennessee state, he just looked out of it, his arm looked out of it, his decision making looked out of it. He just looked out of it. For me, Doug, it's not even
1: just TVD. I mean, obviously, it's easy to put the blame on TVD because he's the, the offensive leader and he needs right. to go out there and, and lead that team to score points. But it's just so underwhelming all around, man, that there's nothing yeah. for this team to be like. Like the Dolphins, you know, hey, you hey. know what? Our offense is a question mark on the offense this week. But the defense is that good right. that we can get it done with just the defense. This team, man, it's like, all right, well, on the offensive side, TVD, our Heisman hopeful, you know what I mean, at the beginning of the season, right. our stud last year that you know just kind of uh, came out of nowhere, not doing what we want him to do, but at the same time, the defense isn't complementing that either. They're not doing their part to make stops and get the ball back and control the game. You know what I mean? Like the, those kids don't know how to tackle. They're over pursuing, just a lot of a lot of, undis- a lot of you know, mistakes, like not discipline, bro. So I, 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 I don't know, man. This whole this whole team needs to do a one eighty quick
0: real quick and a lot of it has to do with like you said cleaning up the play we saw stupid penalties against um before middle tennessee state uh who's that? iowa or uh, no miss no, um, state miss no it, texas a&m when we were playing texas a&m we saw a bunch of stupid penalties like at least three penalties and it's like come on guys you you know that in order for you to win a game you have to play play clean football Case in point, the Dolphins have been playing clean football, minimizing the amount of turnovers, winning the turnover battles, or not even giving up a turnover, which is great. That's how we beat the Bills, right? Like, come on. That's how you beat good teams. You can't give them extra chances. You can't give them a 15-yard penalty on a third down because you want to do something stupid after the guy made a tackle. No, dude. You have to be smarter than that. And those are things that... I understand take time, I and I understand that Mario Cristobal is going to need at least this year to correct all of that. But, man, I, I'm, I, it's hard to to say, yes, I'm going to watch this team, right? It's hard to say, yeah, let's give these guys the chance or th- make excuses. XYZ is not right. This, right. this isn't right. This isn't right. But at the end of the day, where do you? And at the end of the day, there there comes a price to pay for that. You have to win games you know what i mean like no the hurricane fan base is tired of losing like i said last episode why is it always us that has to be the historical fact for another fucking team i'm tired of that hurricane fans are tired of that we want to be the ones <laughs> on the other side of that making history you know making all these these type of like records and type of stuff we need to be the team doing that not having it done to us uh. Um, I don't know, man. I have a lot of reservations about this game against North Carolina. They're a good team. They got a good quarterback. They got a good wide receiver. We don't have our best wide receiver. Mallory hasn't been playing well. Tyler Van Dyke is coming back after getting benched. Canes are favored by four points. Oh, wow. At home. Makes sense. I'm hoping that the time off was enough for these guys to wake up, realize the opportunity that they have at hand, to really make something of this season by having a good run in the ACC and having it start this weekend against North Carolina. I'm I'm, I'm expecting a victory, 35-14. They got to win. They got to win, they 35-14. Have,
1: they have, this is a must win. I mean, uh, if they lose this game, so it's,
0: I don't know if Tyler Van Dyke gets another shot. I doubt it. If he looks bad again and we lose, yeah, Jake Garcia is starting against Virginia Tech, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. At that point, if you're crystal ball, what do you have to lose? And not only that, dog, like you really have to change something drastically because now you're going to lose if, again, we're going to beat North Carolina State. Like we're going to beat them. North Carolina, we're going to beat them. But if we do lose, that's three losses in a row, and now you're playing a Virginia Tech team who just beat the team, who just lost to the team you lost to. So you guys are on even par there, and you just lost three straight games. How do you feel confident going into that game? On the road. Nah dog You need to win this game And it needs to be A clean performance Oh yeah No turnovers No stupid penalties Score some touchdowns Get the hell out of there <laughs> Keep everybody healthy Let's see Keep it moving Let's see man uh, But it needs We need We need to tell the people What time it is What time might that be it's time to tell a friend. Oh, to tell him one more friend. To tell another friend. You got to play the music while we tell
1: I you mean, go I'm about. going, dog. I'm doing a lot of stuff over here. I got it on film. And I need you to do something for me.
0: I don't know if you I remember. I got it, Chief. Just making sure. Look. Are Just you looking? Just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah. You go, know ahead, what I'm go ahead and hit the outro, son. <laughs> Let's hit this outro, man. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. As you know, make sure to go to our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that comment button. We're dropping a lot of content for you guys. Only fans popping off. We got a heat show kicking off this season. A Panther show kicking off this season. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to keep up, but we're going to keep giving it to you guys. And until next time, peace. That was super fast.